welcome to the Go So Cow podcast, where we talk about the advertising trends, tips, and tricks within the automotive industry. My name is Drew Wilson, and I am one of your hosts for the Go So Cow podcast. On today's episode, you hear my co-host Katie Saunders interview SoCal's email marketing manager Kendra Evans about the effectiveness of email marketing. But before we dive in, I want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by SoCal's custom websites. With the majority of buyers starting their purchasing journey online, SoCal believes that it is crucial to have a high-performing, customizable, and responsive website to make your best first impression. To learn more, visit GoSoCal.com. And now, let's get into the interview. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the GoSoCal podcast. Today, we are joined with my friend Kendra, who is our email marketing manager. So, Kendra, do you want to maybe tell us, everybody, what you do, how long you've been at SoCal? I have been with SoCal now for about five years, a little over five years. Um, And I started as an account coordinator, and I have been in the email marketing role now for about a year. So it's been quite a journey, seen a lot of things, and loved watching the company grow. So when you mention email marketing, I know myself personally, I get emails all the time in my email from different, you know, stores I've shopped at, you know, ads that I've signed up for, you know. So when you say email marketing, is that what you're talking about? Yes, it is exactly that. It is targeting a consumer like yourself based off of your shopping trends or activity on the internet. So that is what we work with to find you as a consumer to message you with these ads. Awesome. So a couple of questions about that. So when you talk about finding these consumers and targeting them, how do we go about targeting those consumers? Like where do those names come from? How do you get that information? Our information that we use to target consumers comes from triggered data from opted in customers basically from across the board from where they're shopping, what websites they're visiting. That's how we get this information. They're not purchase lists from some random source. These are verified opted in people that we know for sure are looking to make a move, looking to make a purchase and act soon. So they're pretty far most likely down the funnel. So as you said, you know, the data People, people want this information, and so that's something that I think a lot, of, a lot of people get confused with email marketing. It's like, you know, they think, it's oh, this isn't legitimate, this isn't the real deal. So the source that we, where we get this information from is a legitimate yes. email marketing yes. program. Yes, <laughs> it is, and the proof is in the pudding because otherwise we wouldn't have such great results with it if people were not looking to do something with this information that they're receiving. So I know myself personally, I'm probably just like everybody else, I get bombarded with emails all the time from clothing companies, I'm playing a wedding, so I get all that kind of information in my email, my my inbox. So you mentioned that these are still effective for our for our clients. So what why are they still so effective? I guess is what I'm getting at. Because I know a lot of times like I just delete these e blasts that I see in my email. Yeah, so the thing is, uh, what makes the email effective from what we see on our end is a couple of different factors. Um we have to basically speak to the people that we're reaching out to. We have to make sure that they are interested before they even open the email to know that this is something they want or we need to do something to engage them. So it really starts with the subject and preview line in an email. And from there, once we get them to even open it, it's we've almost got them at that point. So from the 
subject line, we get them to open it, we get the call to action, you know, they see that they can take a next step from here to further their investigating into what this is all about. And so once that happens and we get them on the websites, you know, we've already jumped through a lot of the obstacles. And so at that point, it's like, you know, they're interested, whether they make a move right then and there, that's a possibility. But, you know, at least now you've almost acquired this prospect and now you can work it, you know, in-house. But on our end, we've done our job by getting that person to you and, and then you can take it from there and make a sale. You talked a little bit about, you know, the, the subject line and the preview line. So what makes a good subject and preview line? Well, a couple of factors uh, make a good subject and preview line. Um, the main thing is to not make it spammy, not make it loud and obnoxious. Um, you know, in some cases those things might work, um, but for the most part, um, asking questions, making a person inquire and being like, what's this about? Like, why are they talking to me using the person's first name? Using any other kind of personalizations that can really speak directly to a person um, to make them think, oh, wow, this is, they're talking to me. This is not some large bunch, you know, email. And so that will make it show up in someone's inbox versus their spam or their promotionals folder. Um, those are the goals to really, um, you know, making sure your subject and preview line are good. Those are, that's your end game is to make sure you're in the main inbox and that you are speaking to someone directly and not coming at them with a sales pitch almost sometimes. You know, and sometimes that is what you want, but uh, we've seen better success without that. So once you hook somebody and they open that email, what's the next thing that somebody should have in an e-blast? Definitely want to have a main focal point, um, which we call like the hero image, um, which has got your best offer that you can have or whatever it is that message you're trying to drive home for that targeted group of people that you've reached out to, something that you know that they are going to want to see because that is typically the most clicked area of an e email. It's the top section. So make it good, make it count, um, you know, and have a call to action button of some sort, you know, and a really popular one is, you know, the reveal the deal, uh, you know, so that people have to actually travel to the website to see what it is that they can get, you know, and it really keeps that interest going. So that's what I would say is a really important one. Um, and, and then from there, you know, listing out your deals that you're offering are, is really common. And um, But, you know, also not giving up too much information up front to make the people have to look a little bit harder to get more information. Just, you know, keep that interest going. Once we get, you know, an e-blasting out, people are starting to click on it, is there, how do we track how what how many people you know got the email? How many people the click through rates? How do we track all that? Okay, so we have pretty detailed reporting that covers things like how many people opened it, how many people didn't open it, how many people um, clicked what part of the email, um, what browser they opened it on. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it can get really detailed, and so all that can help you tweak your messaging. Um, and improve it the next time if you want to revisit some things moving forward because you do want to hit the same people a couple times to really drive the message home. Just hitting them one time is really not enough. You're not going to see a lot of results that way. So you want to hit them a f two to three times with some similar messaging so that they can really like let it sink in um, and build that trust with that 
that customer. What are some of the best email campaigns that you've seen? Some of the best, I'd say, were the ones that didn't give up too much. A lot of people responded well to the reveal, the deal, um, or click this to see more kind of a thing, um, like that mysterious element uh, that makes people want to engage a little bit more. And, and that's how you know people are really interested because they really want to know more about what you're offering and you're not giving it all up at front. So uh, that is probably one of the better uh, performing email campaigns that I've seen. So overall, I would say the campaigns that are really successful are the ones that leave people wanting a little bit more information, wanting to, you know, really dive in and take the next step uh, into their potential purchase. So I think those are the best ones so far. So let's talk a little bit about the reporting because you mentioned about, you know, the, there's all this information, all this data that they can, the dealers or the clients can see. So what is a good, everybody talks about, you know, click-through rates, open rates, and a lot of times people sometimes get these mixed up and, you know, aren't real clear on, like, what these terms are. So let's talk a little bit about, like, what is, what's a click-through rate? Like, what is it and what would be considered a good one? Okay, so click-through rates, open rates. Um, let's start with open rates. Okay. Because um, obviously opening has to happen first. For sure. <laughs> so um, with an open rate, um, a good open rate, or at least what you know we are averaging around here, is a little over 18%. Um, now, industry standard, if you were to get on Google and try to find what it is, it's going to vary based off of who's trying to sell you an email product. For sure. <laughs> and so for us, we don't use any enhancements in our emails, so we don't try to layer in something additional to kind of bump those rates up. It's just pure email open rate. What you see is what you get. It's not some questionable source of somebody clicked something on some site somewhere and it's somehow added to your open rates. So that's one thing. Um, so we're sitting at about 18%. Um, and there's emails that have open rates of upwards of 22%. So they're pretty good. Um, now, with the open rate out of the way, you've gotten the people into the email. The click-through rates, they, they tend to drop down because obviously not everybody's opening. So um, based off of um, what we see on average, it's around a little over 2%. And again, it can be higher than that, it can be lower than that, but it just depends on what the messaging is and how well the campaign was thoroughly planned out. So Kendra, when people see, you know, an 18% open rate or a 2% click-through rate, they might not think, you know, that's so good. When in reality, that really is good. But what else should people look for when they get these reports and they see these numbers? Like what else, is, what's another good way to measure the success of their campaign? Well, I would definitely say the best thing is to do a matchback. Okay, so what exactly is a matchback? I hear that term used around. So the matchback is basically just that. It's matching back the people who actually purchased a vehicle to the people who received the campaign. So what we do is we'll take the sales report for a time frame of 30 to 45 days from the day that the campaign deployed and then we'll match that back, and then we'll compare the numbers and see who received this campaign, who bought a car, or signed up for whatever, who be, who was a lead. We can we can match anything. So, what we've seen is 
amazing, really, results when you think about how many cars are sold off of just one campaign. Like, we've had upwards of 60 vehicles that can match back to one email campaign. That's oh, a lot wow. of vehicles in one month. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So that's, that's where the, the proof is in the pudding, really. So in order to do a matchback, how do you get the information to be able to compare it to the email list? Do you, like, get that out of the CRM? Like, how do you, how do you go about yes. doing that? Yes, so um, the information comes from the sold records that are in the client's CRM, and we pull that information, and then we'll run a, a quick Excel formula um, and do a VLOOKUP, and then it produces the matches, and that's how we know exactly who's what. So, you know, people do have the option to um, suppress the data that's in their CRM already, so we don't have to worry about emailing the people that could potentially be in their CRM. Uh, so that's even more of an exact um, number based off of who received the campaign. So that's another thing, you know, you can do to really get a really tight homed-in number on on how many vehicles were sold. We've been talking a lot about emails that are going to list customers that have opted in. And so if a dealer won't, though, wants to send an email just to people in their database, can they do that as well Absolutely. through our system? Yes, they can do that through our internal email product. Uh, so we have the option of taking a list that came from the client CRM, and the benefit of that is that they don't have to worry about being blacklisted, and um, you know, because nobody wants that. They want to be able to reach their customers, um, and we have the option to basically send it from as many emails as we need um, in a timely fashion, you know, so that they won't be at risk. We'll do it through our system, and they can keep their CRM intact. Are there times when, obviously, there's going to be times when an internal e-blast is probably going to be more effective? So what are some times when that is more, more effective than using an outside list? So if you're trying to, let's say, target, you know, some do a loyalty campaign, you know, for customers that you already had, um, you know, people that, you know, who have purchased from you in the past and who you can get back, they're, they're almost not so much sitting easy targets, but you, you've built that relationship, you know, and that trust. So, like, I would say that working the people that you have closest to you is probably an easier sell than working strangers, you know. So you have the opportunity to, um, you know, capitalize on that. So let's talk about the investment of an eBlast campaign. Is, is email marketing relatively inexpensive or can, I mean... Yeah, it's actually very cost-effective, I think, based off of the return that you get. You know, if you're a dealer and you sell one car and you make a couple hundred dollars off of selling one car, if you're selling 20, 30, 40, 50 cars off of one email campaign that costs you a couple hundred dollars, I think that's definitely all you need to know. Like, yes, do it. Do it a couple times a month if you can. And target a bunch of different people if you can. If, you know, if it makes sense for your dealership, definitely make the most out of it because it really can get you a long way. We've talked a lot about email, internal emails, external emails, and all of this, but are there other ways to use the email products? Yes, actually. There are a couple different ways that we like to use email in-house here, and that's with pairing it with uh, other products that we have, like digital products, for example, Facebook um, or ringless voicemails. Uh, you know, we can 
use the same lists that we've emailed people, we can actually give that over to our um, digital team and they can target people on Facebook so that we're getting that double exposure with the same messaging. So it's really just driving that same message home and keeping our clients top of mind for, um, for you know, as long as the campaign is running. And like I said, it's it's good to, to keep getting in front of these people, you know, one month, two months, three months, and really becoming, like, top of mind when it's your first choice when you want to go make that move and make that purchase. You mentioned the Facebook targeting. So is that people that have opened the emails, or is that the entire list? And that's the beauty of it. We can do any of that. We can target people who've opened. We can target people who haven't opened. We can target people that's clicked it or haven't clicked it. It's okay. it's really wow. what you want to do. We can, um, you know, set up custom packages, uh, whatever it is that, you know, that if you want to do both, if you want to send a specific message, to people who have opened because you've already gotten their attention or if you want to do another campaign that's going to target those people who haven't opened and you're like well maybe we didn't get them the first time around let's let's try this approach maybe this will speak to them a little bit more and that can really um you know have some impact so kendra thanks so much for being here with us today i feel like a lot of people know about email marketing but probably don't know about it mm -hmm. this in depth and you know i think that maybe you cleared up a lot of questions and Hopefully people got something out of it. So, And to those that are listening or watching, thanks again for joining us on the Go SoCal podcast today. As always, if you want to find out more information about email marketing, you can visit our website at gosocal.com. Well, we hope you found that interview interesting and learned how email marketing can help you reach new and existing customers. On our next episode, we will be joined by Brett Johnson, one of SoCal's account directors, who will be sharing some insight on what dealerships should know as we wrap up 2020 and head into 2021. In the meantime, be sure to check us out on social media, YouTube, and of course, our website, all of which you can find down in the show notes for easy access. Again, this episode was brought to you by SoCal's custom websites. Raise the number of leads your business receives with a website designed to improve the end-user experience and optimize your overall web performance. To learn more, visit GoSoCal.com. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe here on Apple or Spotify to be notified when more episodes come out. The GoSoCal podcast is produced by the SoCal Marketing Department. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, go forward.